Universe Market Insights is now also available on YouTube and LinkedIn, as well as Spotify, Apple and Audible. Please feel free to subscribe and follow us and on the corresponding platform, please leave a comment or feedback. Or if you have any idea about a future topic, let us know. Thank you very much and now enjoy. Hello and welcome to Unipass Market Insights. Thanks for tuning in again. My name is Florian Oberländer and by my side, the man who has answers to all of my questions, our chief analyst, Gregor Petz. Hi, Gregor. Hi, Florian. At least I have the answers to the question we agreed upon beforehand. So that's good. Oh, I'm sorry, but that, that's, that was supposed to be secret. But anyways, okay. we have great topics um, today that we will be covering. We will discuss uh, ammonia. We will discuss the increasing consumption of gas in Europe. And we will be talking about El Nino, which is a really cool topic, I think. But let's start with the gas tech convention in Singapore. You were on site with UNIPA and uh, you also participated in various discussion panels. What topics and impressions did you bring back with you for us? Yeah, so that's uh, obviously a great location and also um, a great uh, region. And it's uh, very good then to see the perspective, not always from a European perspective, but also from, in this case, an, an Asian uh, perspective. And um, the first of all, I very much enjoyed that we supported the Future Leaders Program at uh, GasTech, which brought us in touch with uh, a lot of young people, in this case from Singapore, uh, who uh, work in the energy industry, want to develop in the industry, energy industry. And that is always a very, very good opportunity to be in touch. We had a lot of colleagues from Unipa uh, on site who also talked uh, uh, to the people there and uh, very much enjoyed the interaction. On the business side, it, it's worth noting that GasTech is also evolving in the direction uh, to become a hydrogen and climate tech conference. So if I reflect on the discussions we had, it, it's uh, probably even more than half on uh, uh, on climate tech and hydrogen than uh, if you want the uh, traditional gas. So it's uh, clearly evolving and the discussion are really um, evolving in that direction. Good deal. Well, thanks for, for sharing that. And we also had good news. Um, I don't know to the ones that uh, follow our newsroom on our Internet page as well. Um, we had a press release um, about a, um, kind of a pre uh, agreement with uh, Conoco Phillips and also Jira about the potential mm -hmm. offtake of hydrogen and also uh, ammonia. So this was really, really good news coming from the gas tech directly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important to uh, find these agreements where suppliers and uh, off-takers uh, and distributors of, uh, in this case, ammonia or hydrogen come together and agree to uh, jointly develop that market. Yeah, absolutely. And um, let's stay with ammonia for a minute here, um, because this is one of the topics that, you know, the press is covering lately mm -hmm. and which is also really relevant uh, nowadays with Unipa. And initially, I thought, you know, Uniper is now producing um, glass cleaners or fertilizers. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is not the case, but what stands behind the topic of ammonia? Yeah, as you rightly said, ammonia uh, is a very, very interesting uh, raw material for the chemical industry. 
and uh, there's an established market on ammonia. Um, unfortunately, that ammonia is uh, mainly gray, which means uh, there's a lot of CO2 produced uh, when you produce ammonia. Um, but the good news is that uh, you can only produce it in a blue or green way and green way, of course, then using renewable energy to produce it. And uh, the good thing is uh, you can ammonia, you can also use ammonia as a raw material to then create um, hydrogen uh, when you crack it. And hydrogen obviously is a very desirable substance for a lot of uh, industrial processes for the chemical industry and also for energy generation. This is, is very much what everybody wants. Yeah? And uh, ammonia uh, is a also a way to transport hydrogen. So that's what, what makes it so interesting. And also there is existing technology. Um, I mean, if you want to transport uh, hydrogen, it's very difficult because you have to cool it down and that is uh, very, very difficult to do. Um, and uh, also the energy den density is relatively low. When you transport it in the form of ammonia, um, uh, the energy density is much higher and also you can use existing technology and existing infrastructure. And that makes it a very, very, it advantageous um, um, market and a very, very advantageous uh, opportunity to decarbonize yeah. uh, economy and the energy. Yeah. So definitely some advantages uh, compared to conventional energy and, and hydrogen. Mm -hmm. um, since you already uh, mentioned uh, the different colors um, a little bit, um, mm -hmm. maybe can you explain what stands behind these colors for our audience? out there. Yeah, gray uh, that uses uh, in, in particular the natural gas and there is CO2 emitted um, uh, then in the process, which is of course not what uh, what we want. Uh, then blue uses uh, also uh, um, uh, also natural gas, but then the uh, CO2 that uh, is created in the process is then captured and then either stored or used in a, in a different way. So that's very, um, uh, very good to, to, to do that. Um, and then last but not least, um, uh, green ammonia is created by using a green energy, meaning re uh, electricity from renewable sources. And, and that is uh, obviously the way to go. Unfortunately, there's less than 1% globally uh, that is produced that way. And that clearly needs to, uh, to increase if we want to save uh, the climate. All right. Well, thanks for, for the insight there as well. Um, and definitely a topic that we will hear a lot about in the future mm -hmm. definitely absolutely mm -hmm. um coming from the gas of tomorrow to the gas of today um here we saw reports that the consumption of gas in europe um, on the yearly comparison has increased since the last 10 months so um mainly the reason was due to the industrial pickup of germany and also spain mm -hmm. and if we look at the volatility of prices, you know, of the last couple of weeks, mainly due to um, strike situation in Australia and also lately um, a little bit of a supply situation that we have in Norway. Do you expect prices to be that volatile moving forward or even increasing? I mean, the price increases such as no surprise. I mean, that's very uh, common, very usual that when the heating season starts, that uh, prices pick up as well in line with uh, with demand. So that was uh, to be expected. The interesting effect is here 
that um, the uh, so so the risk of a supply disruption, for example, if we pick the um, the Australian uh, supplies, uh, which so there wasn't really a supply disruption. There was merely the the risk. Yeah. So the, due to the strikes. Um, there the was a perceived risk uh, of a supply disruption. Even that caused the prices to move. So it uh, shows how nervous the market is. And we've discussed it a couple of times here that um, because of this uh, this tight market situation, also small effects can really have a, a big price impact. Yeah? So that that is the, the current situation. And which means then uh, we still have to be cautious with energy use, have to have to save energy yeah, in order to be able to mitigate the situation if supply is uh, caught. And last but not least, the great unknown is, of course, the weather. Uh, we had a warm uh, winter last year and um, a lot of uh, signals go in the direction that uh, the, the coming one will also be warm. But uh, we shouldn't be uh, sitting back and watching it. We should be actively uh, managing our energy consumption. That is very important. Yeah, exactly. And especially when we talk about prices, this this weather factor is always so highly important. And one of the reasons why we have a, a weather team at Uniper as well, and mm -hmm. they are yeah. also uh, assisting the um, business with their outlooks and they're currently sitting together um, looking at the outlook for the upcoming winter as you mentioned it's probably going to be um, you know a little bit on the warmer side again mm -hmm. but one thing that is always very uh, important is the el nino because this this kind of weather phenomenon has impact to the global world or can mm -hmm. have impact on the global world can you explain our audience uh, what stands behind the el nino yeah, uh, El Nino is a weather phenomenon that uh, that occurs in the Pacific Ocean, and it uh, means that uh, there is a changed wind pattern, which leads to warmer um, uh, water and warmer air, consequently then uh, flowing into uh, North America or southern part of North North America, um, which then um, it can lead to uh, for, yeah, warmer weather floodings. And if it's a, a particularly strong event like the one this year, it's actually from of the same strength or even stronger than the last one we've seen in 2015-16. And that can even then lead to warmer weather in Europe. And this is what uh, uh, is observable, observable in, the, um, in the surface ocean temperatures as we speak. So uh, it's, it's building up. And if that materializes, then we will have a relatively uh, warm winter and uh, also a wet winter. Um, and uh, consequently, it, it may have a risk of, of colder weather in uh, northern and eastern Europe than towards uh, the end of the winter. But this will then happen early 2024 and, um, and not before that. So this is the uh, basically what most uh, meteorologists um, predict as we speak. So. Okay. Let us say the the uh, alternative, the the uh, other phenomenon which we've had over the last couple of years is La Nina, which then leads to colder uh, weather in um, in North America, and this is what we've yeah. also seen. Yeah. Okay, and also worth uh, mentioning that uh, stronger occurrence of El Nino also uh, reflects on um, maybe higher winds potentially and also a little bit heavier rainfall which then 
uh, feeds through to renewable energy and of course in, com in combination with warmer weather and lower gas consumption then can lead to lower prices as well. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, good deal. Thank you very much for answering all of my questions again and all of the insights. Yeah, you're welcome. I enjoyed it as always. Mm -hmm. All right. And to you out there, thank you very much for watching or listening. Hope you tune in next time again. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye and take care.